The topic of the day is how to trust your intuition and confidently take that next big step in your life like I know a lot of you are feeling guided from within to take. Hey, what's going on, my friends? Welcome to another episode of the Awaken Life Podcast. You know me, my name is Victor, and I'm here with my lovely wife, Patty. Hello. And a special guest, our dear friend and soon-to-be head coach, Cece. Hey, how's it going? Thanks for having me. You're welcome. Thank you. Thanks for coming on. Feels good to be here. It's been a little while. been a minute since me and Patty have done a a podcast. Yeah. Um, So yeah, we're going to do the topic of the day is how to trust your intuition and confidently take that next big step in your life like i know a lot of you are feeling guided from within to take it's not an easy step to take it is a (laughs) life-changing step indeed um and all three of us have taken that proverbial step and that's why i think we'll be will be it'll be good for them to hear other perspectives other than my own everyone's heard my story Mm -hmm. a little bit of patty's and cc's just another 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 example of faith and action and what that can result in i think the intention here is to really help give people the, the inspiration and like the the permission to, to trust that the intuition they're already getting mm-hmm. so they can like reap the rewards of this next big ju- part of their journey. Um, so as I mentioned, we're going to be bringing on Cece as a coach. Patty and I both do group coaching, but we only take on 10 people each every three months. And we're finding a lot of people, they want that one-on-one experience for one. And then just, there's like this huge demand that people, you know, I'm. I'm. Uh, we can only take on a certain amount of people each, each, uh, each, each uh, quarter or whatever. Yeah, and I'm also finding too that a lot of people that do the program, they're they're wanting a more in depth coaching process after they do the program as yeah. well. So it works really well for integrating what you've gone through with the coaching program as well as in daily life. Yeah, and Cece, she, she started coming to our retreats, and then she started, she's pretty much helped at almost all of the retreats, mm-hmm. and she's actually doing a little coaching for us already, and she's just a fantastic fit. So Cece, if you could, just kind of just say hello and introduce yourself if you would, maybe let, let them, just anything you feel guided to share about yourself, you're welcome to. If not, we, we don't have to, but we'll just get into the flow if you'd like. Yeah, we can jump into the flow. Um, my name's Cece. I'm an integration, a life integration specialist. I support people who are in a transition phase, who are leaving a stage of their life that no longer serves them and are looking to walk into their authentic purpose and live that purpose. Nice, Which nice. can be a really terrifying process. Pretty yeah. wild <laughs> process indeed, yeah. And that's what this whole this whole podcast is about. So we're going to talk about that. Um, so one of the things that I'll start off talking about is like this, uh, everyone in the beginning be- starts getting signs it's time to go. And time to go is going to mean different things for mm-hmm. different people. It might be time to say goodbye to a relationship, mm-hmm. time to say goodbye to a, a career or a group of friends or just a direction, a hobby, a passion. It's time to make a big life shift. And mm-hmm. there are signs. Life, the situation will start speaking to you. Like for me, and we were talking about this the other day when we were all hanging out about my grow operation in the basement. People were asking like, well, I forgot how it was brought up, but I was talking about like the ridiculous stacking of unusual problems. Mm-hmm. Very rare problems started happening to me. For example, there'd be times, and again, meanwhile, in my gut, I sort of had an, an intuition that, Victor, it's time to move on from growing marijuana. I just sort of knew that, but I ignored it because I didn't have any real evidence. So I would, I would go down to my basement sometimes 
and these like I would grow I'd like 10 1000 watt bulbs for the for like growing them and I'd always go down there to see the lights come on I'd, I'd like to check on the plants see how they looked from the night and there was like four or five times where I just happened to be down there and as the lights turned on one of these powerful bulbs that are you know 1000 watts like there's probably 120 watts in the, the things above mm -hmm. here imagine 1000 and I watched like the little thing in in the in within the bulb burst open and catch on fire and i just happened to be there every time to like shut the lights off otherwise it would have it would have been a been a mm -hmm. fire and when i take these bulbs off there would literally be like like a, it would start to burn through the glass and what happens after that is a horrible fire like that happened multiple times mm -hmm. i had all these wild problems with bugs and eventually root aphids for growers out there and know that's a big pain <laughs> in the ass that's like a deal breaker and these freaking root aphids were the final. So anyway, I started running into these like ridiculous problems, holding on to this thing I knew was trying to phase out, became exhausting and damn near impossible. So Cece, can you relate to, I know I know when you first came to one of our retreats, you had a government job, right? And you were like looking to leave. And then right after the retreat, you, you left, right? So what were some of the signs that were telling you it's time? Oh gosh. <laughs> so about... Two years before I made the final decision to leave, just strange things started happening. I worked at a primary location, and there was a component of the job I couldn't do anymore. Just it wasn't good for my body, and I didn't want to do it. And I was told, you have to do it. That's a part of your job. So I had to go to a doctor and get a note to not do it. And then I moved to a different location. And then I was harassed at that location. So uh, I moved to another location. And pretty much I just couldn't do the job. Mm -hmm. I just wasn't allowed to do the job no matter where I went. And I was like, this is such an impossible task to just come to work every day. Like people don't even want to go to work and I can barely do the job when I get there because of all of the uh, extenuating circumstances. And finally, I, I just decided, you know, it's affecting my health. I went through a phase where I had to take an entire month off Oh, wow. Um, mm -hmm. Like, I lost 30 pounds within, like, a month, and then I gained 30 pounds within another month. Like, I, I stopped having my cycle for three or four months. Jeez. And at this point, I'm in my early 30s. I'm, like, 32, 33. I, nothing should be happening. And this right. is all because of stress, yeah. because of the environment that I was in. And I finally just realized this is literally killing me, mm -hmm. and this isn't what I want to be doing. This isn't why I've come to the planet. But what I did realize is I was coaching everyone everywhere I went. Yeah. <laughs> you know, hey, Cece, can I talk to you? Having little powwows with managers and other coworkers by the water cooler. And I was like, you know, you know you need to be doing this. This is what mm. you should be doing. And then little signs started popping up. Um, nice. Yeah, your retreat yeah. popped up, and I came to yeah. that, and it's been kismet ever since. Yeah. yeah. I, I find a lot of times when you start getting those like life signs that there there is something else usually like simultaneously going on pulling you. That's like, hey, the coaching. You probably enjoyed talking to the people at the water cooler and whatnot, right? It yeah. probably felt like, wow, this feels really good. This is the only thing about my job I actually that like. I do like, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, interesting. Can you relate to that love? I know you when you were doing hair for a while, you have something similar happen. Yeah, well, um, when when we first moved to Florida, I had obviously stopped doing hair. And when we came back to Michigan, I was like, oh, yay, I get to do hair again. Because I just love, at the time, I really loved doing hair. And it was like a passion of mine. And um, when I went back to doing hair, I didn't feel that same passion and excitement about it. And I found that um, even though I loved doing hair and I loved all my clients because I was doing it out of the house, so I got to choose who I could do hair for. Um, 
I would get done doing a client and I'd just be exhausted and um, agitated and irritated and I just didn't feel good. And um, it was probably like five months of me doing that and being in that sort of agitated state after doing hair and you're like honey this is like a theme you know like I think it's time for you to stop doing hair but I was really resistant to that until um it just it became too much for me and I realized like this is this has got to go yeah. yeah, yeah. I I like hypothesize that it has to get that way because for so many of us it doesn't make sense. Like for you, you like probably it probably had a good job, right? So it's like why in your you're in your early thirties, it didn't really make a lot of logical sense why you'd suddenly have to shift your career, right? Right. It didn't make any sense at all. I finally had right. my, my first big grown up job, you know, sense of autonomy, yeah. a pension. My parents are happy. Like, oh, pillar of the community. And mm-hmm. it just wasn't adding up. I wasn't passionate about it. I wasn't excited to wake up every morning. And like Patty said, I felt drained at the end of the day. Mm-hmm. And I, I felt agitated most of the times when nothing was wrong. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That's one of the most common things I hear. And we all have experienced it. Just like the when you're doing something, you're putting a lot of energy into something that is no longer in alignment with who you are, your soul, your vibration, however you want to look at it. Your body will tell you. You'll be exhausted. You'll be stressed out. And then if you ignore that exhaustion and stress, it can manifest in other ways, like missing your missing your menstrual cycle and things like that. Mm-hmm. Like for me, when I was a trainer, one of the things that started happening is I, I got golfer's elbow, which is sort of rare for someone my, my age, in both elbows. And I was at the time I was when I was working, I would have to hand people dumbbells, and I I, I realized it was from handing people dumbbells all freaking day for so many years. Mm-hmm. It's like my body was saying you are either going to listen to your intuition or we're going to make it damn near miserable and impossible for you to keep doing this. How, how bad do you want to get? Let it get. Mm-hmm. So, um, but I, again, I think like if you, just an intuition alone might not be enough to make most rational people just leave their job on a whim. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. yeah and for, in my particular situation, I was fortunate to have your support in that because and it wasn't like I was making a ton of money. So it wasn't like our financial, like, um, I wasn't the financial support. So for me, leaving, d- doing hair, stopping doing hair wasn't like that big of a financial it, yeah. crunch or whatever, crunch. I don't know. But um, I know for a lot of people, it can be like, well, I can't leave my job because it's like how I live, you know, how I make my money. Yeah. yeah, and that was the case for you, right? That was like your main job. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, that, that, that was let's my... get into that the transition. So, what was it yeah. like when you finally like listened to your body and you and you jumped jumped off the and took that leap of faith? Well, I I didn't have another job lined up. I had absolutely no idea what I was going to do. Like most Americans in their thirties, mm-hmm. living paid at paycheck to paycheck, completely in credit card debt. So it's not like I had a big cushion, um, but I did have some sick time. So I said, okay, I'm going to use all of my sick time and all of my vacation and include that in my two weeks notice. So I quit, but I was still getting paid for about a month. And in that time, I just said, okay, universe, I followed the first step. I have no clue what the second step is, but I did the first step, what next? Mm -hmm. And I just had faith, which was the most uncomfortably Uh painful thing to do. I'm kind of an A-type personality. I wanna plan it out. I need to know all 20 things that are coming next. Uh Um, And during that time, I'd run into uh, a family friend 
who was a massage therapist trainer who actually trained me. Mm. And I never even considered, oh yeah, remember you were a massage therapist 15 years ago. You have a, a skill to fall back on. And she happened to say, hey, there's, um, I've been thinking about you a lot and there's a spot at the spa if you'd like to come work. So I thought, okay, I'll, I'll come on maybe part-time. Mm-hmm. Well, lo, lo and behold, she had an injury and I got her full-time spot because she wasn't able to work. Mm. Wow. So I walked into full-time work making Dang. the same amount within a couple weeks. Yeah. 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 She actually just told me that um, the other day for the first time. And that was the first time I'd heard that story. So I was like, oh my God, that's amazing. Yeah. It never gets old. I love, I love hearing that. And we mm-hmm. hear it so many people from so many that we meet, you know, you too, Cece, at the retreats and people like, it's not just us. Other people have taken these sort of wild, intuitive leaps of faith. And there's always something, there's always something that works out. Mm-hmm. And a lot of times you won't have the foresight, you won't have that something, that, that, that next step revealed until you take that first big step and just to walk away, which yeah. is so hard. Yeah. But I, I never heard you say that. That's pretty cool. Yeah, that was, and <laughs> it was really out. difficult because yes. I, I felt like, oh my gosh, you're crazy. I, <laughs> I didn't tell any of my friends that I was leaving my job. I, I couldn't tell my mother. She would have lost her mind. You're yeah. leaving a government job with a pension. What are you, nuts? With yeah. no idea with of no what's next. With no clue what you're going <laughs> to do and right. no savings. Like, yeah. I, what, what's wrong with you? Right. <laughs> um, but I just felt at my core that it was the right thing to do, even though I didn't have a plan and on paper it didn't make sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I found that for me, I would oscillate between like, like taking the big leaps of faith for me when I would do it there'd be times where I just sort of knew I was in alignment like this is the right move and I would be connected to that like faith and flow but then there'd be other times where my mind would come in and be like what the hell have you done mm-hmm. and I'd get myself so worked up and so stressed out as I start like projecting these worst case scenarios into the future and I would like I'd be back and forth um, yeah. until such time where, where something would come along and that was the case for us you know I quit the gym I quit the grow we had like no money coming in and then like it was always something would be there. Yeah. Like one of the t- one month I sold this uh, expensive like trimmer. I used to use like a machine trimmer. It was like f- $6,000 for this trimmer. And I sold it for like four or $5,000. So that got us by for a while. Yeah. And then like we lived in a camper. So we were pretty cheap, living pretty cheap for a while. Yeah. And, and when we sold something. our house, we had like a little chunk of money we could kind of Just live enough. On. We had literally just enough for him to get his co- like one-on-one coaching business to go and like yeah it literally uh, ran out and then i had the inspiration to do one-on-one coaching and then that sort of filled up my then we started earning money from that so it's like there's always there's always something yeah that comes but the transition it cannot i cannot minimize how intense it can be yeah Yeah. especially when you start like seeing your finances go down 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 yeah down, down and then it's like okay, what do we do if we run out of money? Like, what can we do? We don't have, we, at that point when we were living in the camper, we didn't even have anything we could sell because yeah, we had, we had already yeah. sold everything that we could have to move to San Diego in the camper. Yeah. So it was like, <sighs> Now I found that there are like some remarkable qualities like involving like our character and our personal development that resulted from like walking that line of faith. What would say, what would you say, some of the things that like you learned about yourself, about life and some of the growth that happened in that sort of rite of passage, if you will. Rite of passage is a good good (laughs) term for it because Mm -hmm. it, it does feel like a test. Yes. Doesn't it? It does feel like a test. You're being tested on your wherewithal. Um, and kind of your mortal fortitude, what you can harness from within. 
And I was surprised at just how resourceful I was. You know, I, I reached out to my network and lo and behold, I had a place to work. I reached out to another network and I got new work. I got new coaching clients. So mm, yeah. it's, it's really interesting when you take that leap of faith when things start coming in. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you have you have no one to rely on but yourself. You start hustling. You start doing what you got to do. And then you realize like how resourceful you are, how powerful you can be when, when you need to be, when there's like no other option. I found the same thing. Like it... Uh, it was a very invaluable experience that, is, that has stuck with me to this very day and positively influenced my life. Just knowing I can live that life of faith and I, I can like, I have the power to kind of take care of myself and my family, even when the odds are seemingly stacked against me. It's a really co- big confidence booster, huh? Right. I developed a lot more value in myself and a sense of self-worth because I was able to see, hey, you can take care of yourself. You don't need to rely on anyone else. You just have to have faith that things will be okay and they literally will it, yeah. it seems a little scary and a little hairy at times yeah mm-hmm. uh, but it does end up working out it does yeah. Yeah. and it, it also is like a beautiful um thing for trust trusting the universe trusting that you're always provided for and always taken care of because when you're in that space of like oh shit you know what's gonna happen next then you're like, okay, that's right. I know. I'm trust. I trust. I trust. I trust. And then the ideas start coming in to either reach out to someone or to start a coaching program or whatever. Like the ideas come in. You just have to trust and listen. You know. Yeah, that's one thing I want to talk about before moving on. Like, did you do anything? Like for me, maybe it wasn't as bad, but for me, like the anxiety and like the the fearful projections would get really intense and extreme for me. And I found like I had to like do something to keep myself in that state of faith. So I would do, a, I would like go for walks and I would do yoga. Is there anything you did to kind of keep you as best you could in that flow of, of faith and trust? Yes. I started writing affirmations um, that were the literal opposite of whatever my fears were. Mm, nice. Beautiful. Uh, be- because that way I could read the opposite of what I kept running in my mind. Like, oh my God, I'm going to end up living under a bridge and eating cat food. <laughs> right? Instead of that, I would write, the universe is abundant and I am receiving abundance. Beautiful. From, you know, I'm open and receptive to new avenues of abundance because I don't know how it's coming. Right. So if I'm only thinking of this little box of how things could come, it may not come. So I am open and receptive to new avenues, things I haven't even thought of right. can come in. Yeah, yeah. so I did That's things cool. like that. And then moving physical energy. So I would dance. Okay. I would put on music and dance expressively. I really enjoy music, so I would make music so I could yeah. get out that creative energy. Just moving energy because if there's too much energy in the body, you start to get really in your mind. Yes. Mm-hmm. And then you go stir crazy thinking thoughts that don't serve, and that shifts your vibration, and then you don't have the vibration that's high enough to call in these opportunities. Exactly. So it's about keeping mm-hmm. your vibration and your mental chatter in a good place. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Well said. I, yeah, I totally beautiful. agree. That's another thing I would do. Remember, I would do the bioenergetics. Mm-hmm. That's like where you just basically shake around. I can't dance, unfortunately, Cece. <laughs> but I shake and I, I go kind of crazy and I'll just shake around the house. And it was exactly as you said. It was a way of like like releasing like the stress energy and also like letting my, my good energy and my chia, if you will, flow. And mm-hmm. then I, w- I would notice a huge shift in my level of optimism, my level of faith. And like you said, when I was in that good space, a good vibration, that's when the ideas would come. That's when the inspiration would come or the opportunities and it's like they just it's just like physically they will not come if we stay in stress and in fear 
Now, the stress and fear will come. There's no right, way of yeah. <laughs> avoiding it altogether. But what I would always tell people is just do the best you can to stay in that positive flow, whatever it is that works for you. It could be painting. It could be anything. It could be something off the wall. For, for CeCe's dancing, for me, it's the, the shaking like a madman. And what would you do, love? Um, singing, maybe? Yeah, well, at the time, I wasn't really singing a lot. Um, I walked. I walked a lot, and I... Um, I worked out a lot and did a lot of yoga and things like that. Um, now I sing and I'll play the singing bowl. And um, I just learned a Qigong movement where you like um, you're standing and you breathe in and you move your arms up with your breath and you put your arms above your head straight and then you kind of bring them around and like kind of move the energy of the earth, the chi energy of the earth and the universe yeah. around and into your body while you breathe. So um, that's something new that I, nice. I've i incorporated in. Is that like, they call it a torsion field, you know, where, you, where the energy is moving up and like coming down and then going into the earth and coming back up? Oh, the, the toroidal field. Is that what it's called? Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. yeah. So that's cool. A lot, a lot of different, I think, modalities work try to like manipulate that in a positive way to get that the energy flow mm -hmm. cool i didn't know yeah. you did that love well it's a new thing a i've only done thing. it a couple times okay <laughs> but it i the first time i did it um because i got it out of this ayurveda course that i'm i'm i've been doing for like a year um and uh the first time i did it i was like wow this feels amazing so yeah yeah that's cool that's mm -hmm. cool okay so now let's talk about like I, I wrote down sort of in a weird way, I wrote down the move signs. It's time to like go to that next thing. So what are some of the signs that like the positive signs are calling you to something like for UCC, it was a coaching. I know for me, when I would be on track with something, um, it would just like resonate the experience of it would feel good and light and a, like just like in harmony with my life now. So did you experience that when you were like, when you would be off of the water cooler, as an example, talking to people, would there be any, what are some of the indicators that let you know, like this could be your next thing? Well, I've been coaching my whole life. Okay. Mm -hmm. I just didn't, I just didn't know that that's what I was mm -hmm. doing. I see. You know, as a teenager, I'd go to a party and I'd have everyone pull me to the side. Hey, Cece, can I talk to you for, for a sec? I'd end up in a bedroom. Hey, can I talk to you for a sec? And we're literally doing a coaching session. And I realized while I was at work by the water cooler that this is a viable option. This is something where people are coming to me, you know, a couple times a week. And if this were a paying client, I wouldn't be working here. Right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay. Right. That this is a service that I'm providing um, and that that fills me up, that I actually enjoy it because it doesn't feel like work. Yes. Right? Right. And if it's something that I enjoy... I can do that. I can yeah. be my best self if I'm enjoying it. Mm -mm. Right, right. Yeah. yeah, that's perfect. Just like the amount of joy. A lot of people, I think, they just don't believe it's possible to to have a job, if you will, that brings so much joy to where to the point where it's not even like a job. It doesn't feel like work. It just work. feels like this is what I'd want to be doing anyway. Right. Yeah. 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 That's how it was for me when I would make YouTube videos and stuff. I was like, wow, I don't know why, but I just love this these videos. Love mm -hmm. Turn on the camera. Uh, it just feels like it would resonate in my body. I just feel in the flow. I'd lose track of time. Mm -hmm. And it's like all I could think about, all I wanted to do. And, and I think the only missing thing is like, well, we don't know how, how to do that. Or it's even possible. But your spirit knows. Yeah. And that's what we're talking about. Your spirit comes in and say, ah, 
they're ready for this next step. They, they mm -hmm. want it and they, they can do it. They just don't know they can do it. So we'll start breaking down their old situation, giving them little synchronicities when they're on track with the new path. <clears throat> and you just slowly, there's this transition that's incredible to look back on and say, how the hell did I pull that off? Right. It just happens, man. It, it's, it's just like there's a thread of faith. You just got to walk it. And before you know it, things are happening. Yep. Right? Mm -hmm. So let's talk about that as well. Like, so... What are some of like the positive things that's happened to UCC since walking, since since taking that big leap? Oh gosh, <laughs> you I, don't have to pick I'm just like, one. I'm like, oh my gosh, where do I start? <laughs> um, I've always wanted to write a book, and mm. I didn't think that I could, and then I did. Wow, nice, right? Yeah, because I had the confidence of seeing that I could provide for myself after I walked away from this big government job, and I took care of me. I was like, okay, well, if you can do that, what else can you do? Yes. Right? And then it just compounds. You start to believe in yourself. So that was really positive. Um, I've been talking about moving to Las Vegas since yes. May of 2019. And now I'm actually taking proactive steps to yes. make that happen. You know, yes. Looking at places to live. I'm getting rid of physical items. Mm -hmm. Getting my money sorted out. Yeah. Um, that's huge. That's a huge positive step. Mm -hmm. Right? Um, I found my soul tribe. Yeah, yes. I walked away from something that was a huge repellent and made my vibration not my energetic signature. So the people who fit with me couldn't find me because I wasn't broadcasting me. Yes. And as soon as I stopped broadcasting this false signal, you know, yeah. trying to fit into this square peg that I wasn't, right? This square hole that I'm not a round peg or square peg. I'm a diamond peg, right? I'm a star <laughs> peg, so I totally don't fit. Yeah. Um, but once I cut that away... I had the room to invite in new energies and now I have a whole host of friends. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So. To me, that's one of the biggest blessings that I didn't even see coming. Like I, I just felt like I, I just accepted for a while that I'm just not going to have any friends. I, mm -hmm. I let go of the old and for a while there was this void. But but now it's like, yeah, you're, you're in with like the people we all associate with, the, the yeah. retreat people and just the Vegas. We have this big crew in Vegas and we always get together and hang out and we hike and we just have like the greatest time and there's that like feeling of like soul family as weird yeah. as it mm -hmm. sounds like it feels like very natural to be hanging out to with you right now together. as an example yeah. Yeah. where it's just like there's a vibrational match and it's just so it's such a blessing yeah 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 how about you love <laughs> so you let go of the hairdressing thing and there was a little while where you, you had another role you were a mom for a while and you still yeah, are a well, mom obviously I mean um, I had just had Sebastian and so my role of taking care of infant child was very much in the forefront. And um, I was also homeschooling Maya and like doing a little bit of preschool with Lucas as well. Um, so my role as like mom and teacher was there. But after, um, after like a year and a half of doing that, I started feeling again, like, okay, something is not right. I, I had like a random panic attack. Um, and I've never had a panic attack in my life, but you were gone. And I sent you a text, like, come home right now. You're like, what's wrong? I'm like, just come home. And cause I thought I was going to die. And I, I was like with alone in the camper with the kids. And I was like, I'm going to die here now. I don't know why or how, but, um, yeah, I felt like I was having a heart attack and I got like, um, like I was going to faint. It felt like, and I was sitting down. So it was not like I had gotten up or anything. So that was like the, an eye opener for me. Like I was not taking care of myself and I, um, 
I was like, something needs to shift. And, um, it was a few months. I was like Googling all kinds of stuff. Cause I was like, maybe I have like an entity attachment or something. I was like, <laughs> I don't know what's going on with me, but it just, I felt like completely lost and unhappy for no reason. Mm-hmm. And, um, then when I drank ayahuasca for the first time, it was like something inside me opened up and, um, then all these, this new information about shamanism and plant diets and all the things, um, that I now know is like my purpose, they all started coming in and I just could not stop reading books about it and doing research about it and listening to the music that was, you know, in that sort of realm. And, um, yeah, I don't know if that did that answer your question (laughs) for sure it's been it's been nice to see and and like me and Cece you've also made made a ton of new amazing relationships yeah when we moved to Vegas that was like the shift for us when we finally started like being able to open up and like the the tribe started kind of coming in and it's been really beautiful to be able to have um so many different people from all over literally the world world. like you know um that are just so precious to our hearts that it's it's like just magical yeah 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 there's like the relationships then there's like the walking in your power which is very satisfying like you're like you you have like a new strut eventually where you're like i'm like a different person Mm -hmm. it's not fabricated it's purely authentic in the recognition of i fucking did that (laughs) i went through that and here i am and it's like there's like this it's like a a state of empowerment that can't be um, received, can't be cultivated without going in that sort of path of faith. So that's very satisfying. And then also, just having that element of a passion in your life is so amazing. Like you, it's a coaching, and you also are like you're like uh, with Patty, and you enjoy all the plant medicine, different different things with that. So you have a lot of things in your life that bring you passion, bring you like that that get the creative juices flowing. And it's not this small little thing you never have time for. It's a big part of your lives, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's my entire life. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. It's Me my too. entire life. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> So it's like there's so many we're trying to sell you, my friends, on the fact to like take that leap that your intuition is nudging you to do because it does work out. It's not easy, as you heard, but it's worth it. Yeah. And even for me, like um, like the idea of being a medicine woman and like a mother and a wife, like all like I had to really um, stretch my belief system wrapping wrapped around that because um, it was really, I was like, I felt very torn. Like I had to choose one. I had to just pick one. And I finally got this like really strong intuitive message from, I, I feel like it was ayahuasca, but could have been just my guides. Um, she is one of my guides. So technically, yes. (laughs) Um, that it's like, you don't have to choose. You get to be the, your own medicine woman. Like you are, you and your teachers are your teachers and they have their own path and all your colleagues and people that you'll work with on this medicine path, their journey is going to look very different than yours. And it's okay to be able to, um, do it all. You know, you can do all of those things that are very much a part of you, you know? Yeah. Cause I was like, there's no way I'm going to leave my family and go live in Peru. That's just not an option. You know? Yeah. 
I think your soul honors <clears throat> your your heartfelt priorities and is slick enough to find ways of weaving it all in together, yeah. even if you don't know how. Yeah. There's always a way. Yeah, for so, sure. And, and that's a good point to summarize off with. It's like everyone's path is very different. Mm-hmm. Like you, you just heard all three of ours are very different. There's that underlying thread that is very common, but the way it's going to look and play out is very individual. And it needs to be that way, I think, to give us that like experience of walking that path of faith. Otherwise, it's just a story you heard. Right. It's not going to really stick or be there for you unless you live it yourself. Right. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's like that's part of the thing that drives you nuts. There's no one you can look at and say, well, this, this is the way it played out for Patty and Cece. And, and so I can predictably, re- you know, take comfort in that. No, it's, that's mm-hmm. not going to do it. Um, yeah. But that, that's, the, that's the beauty of it. Yeah. And it's like, um, because everybody's journey is so different, there is no like, it's not black or white. Like we live in a gray world, right? (laughs) Or a world that's filled with all the colors. Yeah. And it's like everybody has their own favorite color, right? We don't all like the same things. And so it makes total sense, looking at it logically, that our journeys will be different and the way that we do things will be different. The way that I um, serve rapé is different than the way other people serve rapé because this that's just me and that's the way that I serve my medicine. And so it's like, it's just, yeah, beautiful. Yeah. So Cece, would, is there, <laughs> what would be like a, a word of advice do you give to anybody who's sort of standing on the edge of the cliff where you were at the time when you knew you should leave your job, your body's telling you, but it's like, God, really? What would you tell someone in that situation? Um, if you're standing at the edge of the cliff, just make the decision to jump. There will be a net. Beautiful. Mm-hmm. You can't see it yet, but there's one waiting for you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. agree. I yeah. concur, yes. Yeah. yeah. How about you, love? Same thing? Oh, yeah. I mean, just um, do your best to trust and follow your, your intuition and just trust that you're provided for. You know, that, that like Cece said, the net is there. Even if you can't see it, it's there. Yeah. Yeah. It's almost like the wings are there. Like you're the net. Yeah. And that's the beauty mm-hmm. of it. You realize that, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So I, I love this. I love how this went. You guys have, have a good time? Yeah. Yeah. yeah this came out fan. This is like my favorite topic. And I feel like it's like the most important topic I, I speak about on yeah. I mean, my channels. And, and, and I'm content. excited that we got to bring Cece on. Me too. Because I Absolutely. love my yeah. Cece. Yeah. 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 Thanks, guys. You're Sports. welcome. I like it. Oh my God. Yeah. Yes. So for, for me and Patty, anyone we work with... It's, we have a weird set of requirements, and this is the main one. Yeah. Someone who's lived this. And that's what you are. You're a transitional... How's the way you describe yourself? Life integration specialist. Okay. And you basically help people make this sort of shift from, from the old self into a new self-empowerment and, and passion and purpose and in alignment with their mm-hmm. soul, would you say? Yep. Yeah. yeah. So as you can see, my friends, I'm, I was happy to get get Cece's story so you can see she's been through this. She's lived this. So mm-hmm. she's fully ready to rock and capable of helping you just as, as good as, as Patty or I. Yeah. So, well, and I like to, I mean, Cece and I chat and like, you know, <laughs> it'll be like a coaching session. We'll coach each other. Yeah. She coaches me. She's coached me on multiple times. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So it's for sure. like, <laughs> you know, it's, yeah, it's really natural for, for you to just help out. And like you have such a beautiful connection to your guides and to source and that you can just intuitively say exactly what 
whoever you're speaking with needs to hear. Mm, it's really beautiful. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So if anyone's interested in, in coaching with CC one on one, I'm gonna leave a, a description. I'm gonna leave what do you call it uh, an application in the description of this very podcast. And you'll also, if you if you follow me and get my newsletter and see me on like Instagram, I'll be mentioning it there as well. So be on the lookout for that. I expect she will fill up quickly because mm-hmm. there's a huge demand for it. I get emails every day, yeah. people asking for coaching, for coaching, for coaching. So mm-hmm. now we have it. And thank you for, again for coming on, CC. Yeah, I think you. You, Thanks, you, you brought a lot of good stuff to the table, and I appreciate it. Thank you as always, love, and we'll of be course. in. We'll be in touch, my friends. Uh, peace. See ya. Take care. <laughs> Goodbye. No. No.